Hello and welcome. You're listening to Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional, and this is the All Requests episode. I have a request here from the children of Jonathan Malone, and they wrote in, I want to read this before I introduce my guest, my other host here. They wrote in and say, uh, Pastor, we've been really striving for a long time to try to find a place where we belong, a place where we can believe, a place where we can grow in our faith. And we're wondering if you might offer that at least audibly in a podcast form. Mm. Well, children of Jonathan Malone, this episode goes out to you. I'm here with the pastor, Charlie Eastman of Southboro, um, a Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. That's me, and I'm here with Reverend Jonathan Malone, pastor of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Glad you're here. Glad I'm uh-huh. here. Yeah, here, it's we're good here. to have us both here. A request, mm-hmm. a request episode. We weren't going to record. Serious. We were going to take the week off, and then I got that message. You know what? Recording for your kids feels like the week's taken off anyway. It's, it yeah, feels I mean, like vacation. Is, when you love what you do as much as we do. Right. You know. It's like we're not even working, but keep paying us. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please. How are things at Pilgrim Congregational, Troy? That was one of the weirdest things. It is well. I we had a lot going had. on this weekend. Um, we, had a, we had a weekend celebration of one of our members' 99th birthdays, where 99? folks went to her home and waved through the window and oh, celebrated with her. Was anyone, did anyone play a, a certain song by Jay-Z? I don't know that they did. Okay. Well, that's I'll a missed opportunity. Out. Indeed. And uh, then they, uh, we had a Cinco de Mayo and Kentucky Derby celebration. A lot of fellowship events going on oh. lately, which is fun because our church, we tend to ramp up into May and then whew, people get busy and they get out of Dodge. <laughs> so we're getting ready for yeah. our quiet summer months, which start for us in June, more than even in July. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Outreach is already planning for our um, our backpacks program again, which Great. you heard about last time uh, we did it on this very broadcast. Uh, so folks, stay tuned for information on how you can contribute to backpacks for kids that are underserved who need resources for school. Um, the backpack program will Great. return, and we just want to plant that in people's hearts. That's so fantastic. that's it for us for now. Well, that's good. How about how about East Greenwich? What's going on? Well, we we just had our um, a special congregational meeting on Sunday, and um, that's right. And that all How'd passed, so we are going forward with the construction work and asking people to, you know, go ahead and if you haven't made a, a pledge to the capital campaign to do that, and if you haven't, we'd remind like to me what's your the what's the What's the primary project? We are renovating work. our church house where we have ah, our Sunday school right, and our house. fellowship. And so it just nice. there's a lot of good work that needs to be done. And uh, so okay. we've got a good plan. Uh, uh, so much uh, generosity has gone, gone towards this, but we'd like to get that final bit uh, mm-hmm. financially. Uh, so that that was a good meeting. It, it, went, it went very, very well. And, Wonderful. And, yeah. And then coming up, we do have our pledge Sunday on this May 16th. So look in there, you'll be That's right, you some, guys are a July to June. We're July to June, yeah, I really like that. I really yeah, like that. Jealous. Um, so but... keep your eye out for that, that that's coming up. Uh, otherwise, we are, and we just had our May breakfast last weekend too. And that was really right. nice. It was all takeout. It was so great to see all the people that over over 150 meals um, were were sold and, and enjoyed. And it was great that's to see great. people. That was, Did that you was save mine? Time. Is mine still in the... Fridge? Um, no. Well, 
Uh, Speaking of missed opportunities, yeah, I think I missed the boat on this one. Oh well, yeah. I was, Next time, I was really hungry, Charlie. I would have saved it, but I just, I, I couldn't do it. I was. So I hungry. did recently eat a meal in Rhode Island, but it was in one socket, so oh, only one about fifteen minutes from my house. One caseta. You live that caseta. close to one socket? <laughs> yeah, it's right there. We went to Neos for Greek food. It was wonderful. Oh, nice. Go I, to Neos, everybody. Support local restaurants I've when never, you can. When right. it's safe for you to do so. I've never been there. Uh, I should go. And, and Maybe we'll meet there someday. That would be great. Folks, if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, please do that. Yeah, get it. Yeah, it's fun. Get on it. It's fun. Well, it's a thing. <laughs> and I think that's it for First Baptist News for now. Yeah. Wunderbar. That's good enough for now. I don't need you to know overdo what? it. I, f- I feel like... Uh, I feel like something something in this process has just really touched a deep part of me today, Jonathan. You feel that something's moved you in, in some yeah. way? Yeah. I'm feeling feeling more alive than I was before. I don't know. Mm. Something has touched my spirit. It's, it's, well, there's your segue. Segway. So Part four is, of four, folks, uh, rounding yeah, the bend. You made it almost. You got to get to the end of this episode, <laughs> please. I have, I, um, yeah. So uh, this is the the fourth episode in our reflection. To Brian Walsh wrote a, just a very short article, and we've managed to pull four episodes out of it. We made a serious mountain out of his molehill. But Although yeah. his his molehill indicated a mountain, right. so it's worth it. I mean, and and honestly. Charlie, this is what we do as pastors. We take a little bit of scripture, and we could go for half an hour, an hour, just on a little bit. So we're really well, good at taking a yeah. small thing and making a lot out of it. That's true. That's true. But at this time, we wanted to focus on a particular point that he made in the course of the article, and it was about that. Uh, it was about the the yearning. Yeah. The the yearning, which is something that has been lifted up for church professionals before, but maybe not for the people in the pews. Right. I don't know. Are we communicating this to folks? Are we letting folks know about the yearning of their neighbors who aren't in church or not? Yeah. So it, there's a presumption there that people have a yearning, that there's mm-hmm. a an innate, an innate, innate, innate desire in all humans to have a sense of connectiveness to be a part of something bigger. Uh, I'm keeping it vague right now so that there's room for other people to find a spot, but I think it is the sense of, you know, um, there's something out there and and I can be a part of it. I'm not alone in this universe. Mm -hmm. I I think that's a part of who we are. That's how we're made to have this desire. Yeah, that's what, when you say yearning, that's what I hear. Yep. And I think his, his, the survey that he's talking about in this uh, in this article is uh, indicative of the fact that there is um, some sort of yearning. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a God-shaped hole is uh, one of the art, um, authors that he references. That's is, right. Is Not that the study participants would all refer to it as a God-shaped hole, but... Right. That wasn't a song, was it? Mm, Maybe it's heart-shaped hole. Maybe a Leonard Cohen song. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> But yeah, there is this, there all. there is this sense. So there'll be some some that may be listening to this. Let's say there's some staunch atheists that are listening to this podcast. It's great to have you. Please stick around for the uh, um, cheese tray afterwards. It's going to be delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but perhaps there are some staunch atheists listening, and they'll say, "No, there is no yearning. This is yeah." It. 
But he points to these external indicators. Can I can I jump in or no? No, please jump in. Jump away. He points to these external indicators that that show that people are looking for something like a church, Mm -hmm. because as he writes, while the earlier phases of the civil rights movement were built on the strength of the black church, today many young people are flocking to Black Lives Matter that are not religious in nature but often adopt the language of spirituality, religion, and justice. Then he says, political debates, this is a quote from Shadi Hamid, it says, political debates over what America is supposed to mean have taken on the character of theological disputations. Mm-hmm. All right. He says, this is what religion without religion looks like. And if you need stronger proof of that, look no further than the epiphany insurrection. Like, I think the date was accidental. I don't yeah. think oh, those yeah. people chose that date because of its theological implication Boy, at all. I, I would be kind of excited if they did. Yeah, to right. Be honest. But I, I still well call done, it the Epiphany Insurrection because that's when it happened. It happened and on that's Epiphany. what it was. Yeah. Um, so they, it took on a religious, like a fanatic mm. tone, the way that people were speaking to each other and, and talking to the authorities and the way they conducted themselves. And, and of course, fueled by this uh, charisma of a particular individual, who I'm not going to name, yep. that gave them their, uh, their inspiration um, mm-hmm. and immediately denied it afterwards. Um, letters to uh, Jonathan at 12enough. Yeah, 12enough at, at gmail.com. Gmail. 12 is ran out. We'll take but it. But I really, I really resonated with that first statement that I shared, where where young people are flocking to mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter or .org website, and they're using this re- language around religion and justice that we find very familiar. But they're just right. not. There's no God object in it. It's right. it's we're we're to the humanist. We're to the human object of the language. And and some may say, so what? What's the big deal? <laughs> right? They say, okay. You know, and they could say, like, look, at churches have messed that up, have hurt people, harmed people, and such. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a fair argument. But I would also say that the misuse of, or the use of theological language in the political sphere without that, I think they would, religion without religion, without right. the, either the corrective or at least the deep the, the tradition of institutional religion has led to um, your own reign of despots and tyrants mm-hmm. bringing mm-hmm. people to this kind of fanatical devotion to That's a right. human who is flawed. Yeah. And so the, the so what or, or this uh, allegiance to a movement and every movement as good as it is has its own has flaws as well. Right. Uh, so and what happens to <laughs> this is part of the thing that's really frustrating for me is that what happens to faith when these things get held up over and instead of faith is that faith, um, as, as he notes in the article, faith gets subsumed mm-hmm. into the culture war. So yeah. subsumed into the ongoing culture war so that now we know in the vernacular, if you're a Republican, you're supposed to wear a MAGA hat. Yeah. And you're a, and you're a conservative Christian, right. as opposed to if you're a Democrat, you you are on the blue side, and you would be part of a justice church, right. or or something like that. And it's just not that's that was never the case before. Yeah, that's we, never been the case. Our churches encompass a myriad of different opinions and yeah. viewpoints and everything else, and and that's part of our strength. I, so yeah, our. 
our faith should transcend our human constructs. Sure. And and what happens when we don't when we are when America is, or any culture is losing its religion, broadly mm-hmm. understood, faith then is as you say is kind of pulled into or subsumed into the human constructs, and a lot really is lost. I mm-hmm. would argue. Yeah, I I think so too. I think so too. I mean that. All this news has to be put in context, of course. Right. We're still a more um, avowedly religious nation mm-hmm. than many of the other modern nations. Yeah, we're still winning. So, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> we're still but winning. We're still winning. <laughs> it's still a kind of foregone conclusion for a lot of people that faith plays somehow into their lives, in spite of the resonance of voices who stand in opposition to that, that have become far more strident and vocal in the last few years, thinking of the Dawkinses, the Hitchenses, all those those active atheist voices that have been leading people to that sense of, come on, rebel against your fundamentalism and embrace enlightenment, which is funny because a lot of pastor friends, and I've done it too, read Dawkins and Hitchens and say, yeah, of course you should turn your back on that kind of religion. Right. Uh, we but can, we, don't, we don't practice that. Yeah. Yeah. My response to their critique is a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah. So but it's they're, not, not, they're not critiquing what we have. And these right. people who are running from religion aren't running from what we have, except inadvertently they are. Right. Because they've rejected the fundamentalist churches and their sham moralities and their hypocrisies and everything else, our churches get sidelined the same as they do because we still identify as Christian. Yeah. So should we lose that moniker then? Just lose the Christian thing? Yeah, just lose the Christian. Just go full TJ. We're just Team Jesus. Team Jesus. We're a new thing. (laughs) I don't know. We're just a gathering of people who are aware of the holy other, the divine, and we like to, we love each other and we pray, but let's not be specific. Yeah. Maybe it's a trutch instead of a church. I don't know. Just a a slightly (laughs) different word that makes you think of something else. I don't know. I think holding on to the Christian is important as long as we're aware of the places where we've erred and failed because it Mm. keeps us humble. Because a spiritual community that has a healthy amount of humility to it is one that can really be vibrant and helpful to others. That that sounds great to me. I know, right? Well, that's if we, we do can it. convince the people that that's the case, we'll really have something here. Yeah. What about? So what? A, you know, we're what are what are churches supposed to do now, Jonathan? What are people of faith supposed to do now in light of articles mm-hmm. like this? What I mean, ultimately, it's our fourth episode of four. We've kind of yeah. got to give people our yeah. We need a solution. Your now, don't we? solution, yeah, right, yeah. You you had one. I did right? have one. I have. A That's why we step, started this. What I have, Charlie, is an eight step solution. And I'm going to do one step yep. per episode, starting each on the one's next based episode, on a verb. On a verb, and it's and it's an active word ending in ing. <laughs> and when you put and they it all, all together, rhyme. it spells trinity. Rhyme. Oh, of course. Oh, that's seven letters. Yeah, um, you. <laughs> Trinity, yay. Oh, wait, that's too many letters. I, it'll work out. Don't worry, I figured it out. All right. <laughs> Good thing. A Trinity. No. What, um, are, what are the people in the pews? What are the people of faith who might have read this article supposed to do now? I think, I think there's a couple of things that we could look at. We could overreact. Sure. And, and say so we and, and get to a place where we would say so we have got to become a seeker oriented church 
And by that, I mean churches that have the praise music that are, are very into like, how do we attract people? How do we... Yeah, low bar, very, low yeah. bar experiences. And, we provide a, a show for you right. and you just come and witness it. Right. And there's a place witness for the those show. churches. There, there is sure a, there are. Is They're doing, some are doing really well. Yeah, some are. I think in our context in New England, those churches may not do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, may not. I mean, there are still some, but the, those kinds of churches in New England are are still very different in in size and in ethos than those churches in the Midwest or the South. Right. They certainly do well for themselves, and isn't that the point of religion to just get mm. the sheep from everybody else's pasture and grow your brand and yeah. have a fully functioning organization? I feel like you're being slightly facetious in that statement. Okay. I think. Yeah, I am. Be. I, I am. So I think we could react in that way and say, oh, no, the sky's falling. we got to change everything in a drastic way and be as attractive as possible so that we can survive. Mm-hmm. This would, sounds compelling already. It Let's does, do it. right? I would rather say there's going to be over 1,000 churches closing a year, mm-hmm. and, we, and we might be one of them. Let's not think of ourselves more than we really are. We could be one of those churches that closes. And is that the okay. worst? Is that the worst? How many of all the churches that Paul wrote to, how many are still in existence today? Yeah. Uh, I don't have an exact count. I think none. Okay. <laughs> I think. I guess you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, listen, Corinthians, if you're still, if you're yeah. listening and you're like, no, we're still here, go ahead and write. Let me know. Let me know that That's I'm right. wrong. I'm happy for that. The existence of Christianity, the presence of Christianity, does not hinge upon one church. We're not that important. Right. Yeah. That's that's hard news for some folks to hear, but it, yeah. <laughs> the the blessed uniqueness of your particular church. Right. Oh, it's a thing that drives so much mission and, and giving and other things, but it's it's also a lie. Yeah. There is a church that thinks it's just as blessed and unique, probably within a hundred feet of yours yeah. <laughs> if you're in New England. Yeah. And, and if not, no more than half a mile away. Right. There's another church that thinks of itself exactly the way you think of yours. Right. So let go and of And somebody's gotta go. Because <laughs> 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 according to Walsh, the statistics are it's, not working in all of our favors. Right. It's gonna happen. I, I, I think where I'm heading towards is, is we need to have a very healthy humility about our presence here. Mm-hmm. And to start each week or each month or each day to, as a church and to say, but by the grace of God, go we. Aren't mm-hmm. we blessed to be able to be here and to be present in this community? Yeah. Rather than to say, we are a gift to others and they should recognize that. And why don't they come to our church? Because we're the best there is. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're yeah, because that's worked out so well. Right. You're not. You're just not. You guys are great. Really. Yeah. You're great. You're but, great. But, but you're oh, not all that. But you're not all that. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow an old phrase. This is just good parenting as well. Yeah, it kind of is. Well, that's that's parenting and pastoring actually have more in common than... Right. I think a lot of mid-level jobs have this facet. I think so. So I think... To have that and then to say, so how do we be who we are in the time that we have? Yeah. It, and just to be authentic to who you are. Don't try to... I was going to gonna say, where this this article, if nothing else, if it if it can lead you back to au- the authenticity mm, there it is. of why your church does what it does, okay? Yeah. There are reasons why you don't have a praise band at your church if you don't have one. Yeah. And it's totally 
okay. Because your pastor's old-fashioned and out of touch. That's the reason why. Let's just be honest. Right. Not because you didn't pick up instruments and make it happen. Oh. <laughs> um, it's it's okay to not be that church because maybe you don't like that music right. and it doesn't speak to you at all. And you recognize the depraved theology in a lot of it. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay to recognize there's a lot of modern music with a lot of crappy, awful theology. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, why aren't we writing better music if that's our aim? Yeah. And on the other, other hand, why don't we just do the music that we actually have and do it the best we can? Yeah. And love it and live in it because someone who comes through your door and, and sees you throw yourself into whatever song it is that means a lot to you in your particular church is going to get that authenticity far better yeah. than, than just you dragging out instruments because you think you should and putting your hands in the air because you think that's what people do and yep. all the rest of it. Hey, one of the best, I think a compliment is when someone comes to a church and attends for a couple of Sundays and gets a little involved and then says... This isn't the right place for me. I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to move on. It, it really is. Yeah, I appreciate your sense of that. I totally agree. Yeah. This isn't my kind of church. Because then at least you've been honest and said, this is who we are. And, yeah. you know, and we'd love to have you, but you, if this isn't going to feed you, let us help you find a place that fits right. you. I know I'm pulling this out of context, but Jesus did not see say your prevarication over the norms of new music that you think people will like will set you free. I don't think Jesus used the word prevarication at all. No, probably not. But I, he says the yeah. truth will set you free, which <laughs> oh, really right. he's talking yeah. about God and God's spirit and all right. that. But if if we engineer that back into our understanding of who we are as a church yeah. in this particular time, in this particular place... Your your honesty is is one of the gifts you have that shines in mm-hmm. 2021 because there are so many organizations, some which we've mentioned on this very podcast, yeah. that that do not do that. They are not authentically anything. In fact, they're just playing to the crowds they're playing to. Yeah. And and that's people can get that every day of the week. So authenticity. But your honesty on Sunday. So we've that's got a humility, authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. add to that urgency. Yeah. As much as I said, you know, we, you're, it's good that you're there, but if you're not, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But there should be an urgency, not so much that we've got to survive, but more that there's a growing number of people who do not have a spiritual family. True. And, and that should give us a sense of urgency because life is hard. Mm-hmm. And to do it on your own, for me, feels um, overwhelming, terrifying. To, to, to go through to go through the pain of this past year, this COVID year, the grief, the anxiety, the worry, and to not have a faith community to rest on, to say, I'm scared, and have other people say, I know we're scared too. Let's share that together and bring God in. I, I know people have done it. They've gotten through it, but I don't know how. Mm. And, and I know if I didn't have my faith and my, fa- my faith family, my faith community to be a part of, this would have been a much more hellacious year than it already was. That's right. Yeah, God God makes these burdens lighter. Yeah. That's that's the only witness I can tell you in terms of my personal experience. It just gets easier when I can turn to God and say, "Ow. Yeah. This hurts. Yeah. This stinks. God give me strength." And when I pray those prayers, sometimes I get the strength exactly the way I need it. Sometimes I'm just more at peace with where things are at, but I'm I, it, there is an urgency yeah. to it for me, and I, I hope we can communicate that to others as well. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, Charlie. Have you ever been to a, a, a hell house? 
No, I um, have not. Maybe a salvation. I know what they are. Yeah, so it's, it, it, for folks who don't know, it's usually it's they take you through all these scenarios of people dying these horrific deaths through sin of one form or another. And then the whole point is, the lead up is for the individuals who go through the house, they end by saying, now, if you were to die, where would you go? Do right. you know? It's like a haunted house with right. an altar call yes. is the yeah. idea. And and as, as much as I find it awful, um, I get the sentiment, if they really care about you not going to hell. <laughs> and, and I think, right. though, that kind of urgency, there should be a, a, a certain level of translation to what we're talking about, but not people going to hell in their afterlife, but people being in hell now. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. This is this is what got Rob Bell in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, but luckily, <laughs> when he talks, you know, we're, we, uh, we we hang out with so many liberals that they they would even say we shouldn't even matter. use the word hell. What's That's right. You? But but when he said he has seen hell and it's right here on earth, right. uh, I resonated with that. Yeah. And for me, it was the truest thing he'd ever said. Um, not that his other things were false, but just that one, that, that idea of yeah. You can experience hell right here on earth, and, and so often it's one of our own design yeah. and, and fabrication, and it's it's brutal, and sometimes you can get out of that a little bit easier and a lot faster when you've got God at your side. Yeah, with community. Uh, in community. That's, yeah. And we already, that was part one, I think, of how important community is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are times when you just can't do it alone. You need other people. That's right. So, yeah. Um, there it is. Authenticity. Brian Walsh from yeah. Axios.com. The link will be, we'll, we'll provide another yeah. link to the it's article. Been on every, every show notes. And you can get those at 12enough.com. Yeah. The, the article was written April 7th, 2021, about this, uh, about this study, the Gallup poll that was released um, that found that 47% of people in the United States still affiliated with a church or said they go. And uh, I wonder how many of those were actually lying, the ones that said they were going regularly. Well, and, and there was, I think... I Not to be glass yeah, half empty There was or a anything, Pew um, poll, I think, that, that came out as well. I haven't read that one yet, so I need to find it. But oh. someone told me it's kind of said that the, the, the study might have had has some issues because it said are aligned or are belong to a religious organization versus those who attend. Oh, Because there's a okay. difference between attending and belonging. Okay. So the numbers might, but I think... The big picture, what we've been looking at, is still holds true. Yeah. That yeah, religious affiliation is is diminishing in America. Now I have to tell you, by way of a very bad dad joke, uh, that I got really excited when you invoked the Pew Research Center, because we're recording this on May the fourth. So I was hopeful right. you were going to reference the Pew Pew well, Research I, as, Center for um, Star Wars studies. To be true to my to the stormtroopers out there, I missed that shot. <sighs> See, there you go. <laughs> I'd say may the 4th be with you, but it'll be too late by the time people hear this. Well, enjoy your Wookiee leftovers. There you go. (laughs) Folks, thank you for uh, joining us for this uh, deep dive into this article, and hopefully it's been helpful and inspiring in its way. And if you find articles that you want us to to dig into a little more, feel free to pass them along at 12enough at gmail.com. Really, anything from popular culture, articles, Mm -hmm. music... Books, film. Yeah, we're doing our deep dive on the lyrics of the Smiths next week, right? That's right. All the gonna be the fun. whole discography of the Smiths, right? Oh, it's it's going to be intense. It's gonna be one episode, <laughs> eighteen hours. So I've got a lovely prayer from Julia Esquivel, 
or Julia Esquivel. Oh, uh, just very briefly, if you don't know who she is, she was born in 1930. She is a Guatemalan poet. Wait, we've actually got a prayer from someone who's still living. Oh, good. She's a Guatemalan poet, theologian, and a peace activist. Mm. And Miss Esquivel uh, lived in exile from her country for nearly a decade as a result of her work on behalf of justice for indigenous Mayan people. She's written two books, Threatened with Resurrection and The Certainty of Spring, and works for nonviolent... Um, Nonviolent uh, aims at her base in Mexico. I am reading this at the veteransofhope.org website. So that's Julia Esquivel, and uh, she wrote a lovely poem that's a part of an anthology uh, that I have um, from the liturgical training publications. And I love it. It's a beautiful poem. It's, it talks about death but about life in relation to death. Mm. So as churches get ready to respond to this news that people are walking away in droves, uh, there's a kind of death mm-hmm. for some that will yield a new life. Yeah. And so that's why I felt this poem was appropriate today. That sounds excellent. Well, then All right, let's, so let's get into it. Let's pray. I'll pray, you pray, and yeah. then she'll pray. Fantastic. All right, God, thank you for this article. Thank you for Brian Walsh and his writing. Um, Thank you for the people who administered this poll and allowed us to come to terms with the reality of what's going on around us. Sometimes, God, we just think everybody will know to come here and everybody knows that we want them here. But Lord, sometimes other things have taken precedence and people have been able to leave us and we've allowed it to happen. So God, convict us about why our faith matters, and help us to find ways to share it that meet people right where they are. God, help us to not think more of ourselves than we should, Hmm. and help us to stop thinking less of the message than we do, and help us to live in that way. Now from Julia Esquivel. I am no longer afraid of death. I know well its dark and cold corridors leading to life. I am afraid rather of that life which does not come out of death, which cramps our hands and retards our march. I am afraid of my fear and even more of the fear of others who do not know where they are going, who continue clinging to what they consider to be life, which we know to be death. I live each day to kill death. I die each day to beget life, and in this dying unto death I die a thousand times and am reborn another thousand, through that love, from my people, which nourishes hope. Amen. Amen. That's a good prayer. She's quite a poet. Very strong writer. Love her stuff. Well, folks, go to your, I mean, I hope this Sunday as you, you go to worship in whatever form you do, you say, God, thank, but for the grace of God, go we, and we are thankful to be able to gather and worship and to approach it with that humility. Amen. Yeah. And then decide what you're going to do with your humility yeah. and your bad news and how you're going to use death to find new life. Nice. Excellent. All right. Be well. All right. Peace. Bye. Kitchen Table of Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. You can send your comments about this show to 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. You can also go to the show page and find out all the show notes about this episode and other episodes at 12enough.com. 12 is written out. And you can 
Always go to Facebook and like and follow and do all that fun stuff. Please rate and review the show. Thank you very much for listening. I feel like something something in this process has just really touched a deep part of me today, Jonathan.